Hey, it's a new episode of the True North Football Podcast with Joey Alfieri. CFL offseason winding down. It took a couple weeks off. Last time we spoke, we were in the uh, at the Grey Cup in the Ticats locker room with Tyrell Sutton after they lost and in the Bombers locker room after they won the Grey Cup. Uh, with uh, Adam Big Hill, just a it was a really cool experience. It was the first time I got to cover a Grey Cup uh, for TSN 690 Radio. I'd been to one in Montreal as a fan uh, back in 2008 when the Stampeders beat the Alouettes, but uh, never covered one. And it was a really good time. It was nice to see and meet a lot of uh, CFL people, a lot of CFL fans. Uh, and really happy for the city of Winnipeg as they finally get to win that championship and end that drought. And that's a really passionate fan base. And the fact that they'd gone so long in an eight slash nine team league and haven't won a championship uh, in almost thirty years. I mean, it was it was really nice to see. There was a good turnout. Obviously, Winnipeg faithful uh, came out to Calgary, and it was a whole lot of fun. And I know that uh, players have resigned, coaches have resigned. Uh, the Red Blacks got their guy in Paul Lapolis. The Alouettes brought back officially Kahari Jones. Uh, Rick Campbell went to BC. Um, I mean, there's. I'm sure you know. You've we've seen all those headlines. We've gone through all those headlines. But there was actually something that I wanted to discuss on on this episode of the podcast, and I, I hadn't seen this mentioned. I hadn't. Um, I don't know if it's out there at all, but I got to talking to a couple of different sources uh, in Calgary, and even since I've been back, and thought it was fascinating there's obviously we're you know a ways away from cfl free agency but i just thought it was interesting somebody brought this up to me and i hadn't seen it anywhere so that's why i wanted to i wanted to to get it to you so um free agency opens at noon on february 11th uh, which is a tuesday if i'm not mistaken and there's a different wrinkle i mean we haven't really i mean we know what's going on with the cba and the new CBA that was signed right before the start of this, like right before the start of the season. Uh, but there's a lot of details. There's a lot of th- stuff that we don't know yet. And I picked up an interesting nugget. And maybe it's a little bit more uh, than a nugget or a wrinkle. But um, this is what I was able to to muster up. Some info I was able to come up with here. Uh, just talking about the the free agent process and, and how it's changed and whatnot. And we'll also, I'll get into the... Uh, NFL window and what's going on there because Randy Ambrosi during Grey Cup week mentioned that they wanted to get this done. Uh, they wanted to be clear on what was going on with the NFL window and opportunity and I was able to do some digging and I came up with some information there too. Uh, but I want to start with uh, free agency and I want to share something I heard with you. So I was told that um, for players who are going to become free agents on February 11th, that eight days before the start of free agency, teams were allowed to shop, or excuse me, players were allowed to shop their offers around the league. Um, so according to, to the, the new CBA, basically if uh, I'm with Edmonton and the Eskimos offer me say, a two-year contract at $100,000 per season, eight days before the start of free agency, I'm allowed to shop that around to every other team in the league, and teams can offer me contracts. So 
I have, you know, I can, I can play the field and I can get uh, different offers or I can, you know, I can negotiate with teams and, and, and the thing, so here's the thing um, in an effort to be transparent and to avoid bluffing uh, the team that holds your rights, uh, these contracts, from what I'm told with, if other teams offer you a deal, uh, the CFLPA and the CFL also get a copy. So if I'm with Edmonton, Edmonton knows exactly what Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal, Calgary, whomever, they know exactly what the offer is. Now, the interesting wrinkle here, the interesting um, aspect of this is that a day before free agency begins, so roughly February 10th, um, teams can pull these offers. So they're not necessarily hard and fast, concrete offers in, in one sense, but in another sense, they are. So if, you know, all, all these teams are, are making me offers, uh, then it sounds like they can pull these offers a day before free agency. And then I also spoke to someone who told me that uh, the team will have an opportunity, your team that you're with will have an opportunity to match. Uh, they'll get another chance to, to match. And if you want to stay there, you can go back there, whatever your best offer is, right? So uh, it got me thinking. I mean, I understand why the players would would want this. And basically, you can chop around. You have a window to uh, negotiate and compare offers as if that wasn't happening already. Uh, but you have an official uh, window to shop yourself around the league before free agency begins. So, uh, you know, your agent can go around and, and try to muster up the best deal so that you can either uh, sign elsewhere or you can take that offer and you can present it to the team that you're with and they can match. And maybe you can, you know, hammer out a deal uh, quicker and easier from a player perspective. If another team, if you have an offer from another team, it says they're willing to pay you 150 when your home team says they're only willing to pay you 100. Maybe that's an easier way uh, to negotiate and to remain in that city. But in the end, it's all about the player getting uh, more money and a better deal for themselves. But the thing is, the tricky part in all this is the part that I'm not you know, enamored with from a player perspective is that, you know, teams can pull offers a day before. So even if they're making you an offer, you know, they can pull it a day before. Now, look, if if the player and his agent and the team can, can talk and hammer something out, I mean, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, look, uh, you make us the offer now, you keep it on the table, we'll sign it, you know, and, and, and so I'm sure a lot of that is going to go on too. But just the fact that you have that one day where the team can pull out of, of a deal, I don't know. That's kind of that's kind of strange to me that you'd be allowed to that you'd be allowed to do that. Look again, um, things happen too, right? So you know, if you're in the hunt for uh, a defensive end, for example, and you throw offers out there for Willie Jefferson, let's just say, and Jagarrett Davis, and Jagarrett Davis gets back to you and says, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna take your deal." So we'll, you know, we'll sign it once free agency begins. I mean, then I understand from that perspective, you're probably not going to be able to afford Jefferson and Jagarrett Davis. You have to pick one of the two, uh, most likely. And so then you would pull your offer uh, from Willie, you know, for Willie, Jeff Willie Jefferson, presumably, right? Like that's just one example in one way where I understand where, you know, you're making an offer, but you can also pull it 
Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was an interesting wrinkle to the free agent process. So, you know, a lot of leagues have these windows where uh, you can negotiate. I think they do that in the NHL too now where you can negotiate or not even negotiate, but you can talk to to other teams. There's like a window, but you can't negotiate terms on a contract or, you know, you can't talk contract at all. You can just you know, tell people that you're interested. Again, this is all, this is all ridiculous. Like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like this is all, you know, I mean, this is going on anyway. Uh, Eight days before the start of free agency, they've kind of just made it official, but no one is going to lead me to believe that agents and general managers aren't talking before February, whatever free agency is on any given year this year. Like I said, it's the 11th, but uh, I mean, think about that. That's, that's, uh, you know, the players didn't necessarily get a ton of wins. I feel like they got more wins than they normally did in the CBA. But this is one where maybe it makes life uh, easier for a general manager. Um, I, was talking, I was talking to somebody who, who told me that this new wrinkle to free agency, all it does is it, it makes sure that, you know, even a, a monkey can be a general manager because at the end of the day, you know, everything is set out for you. You don't even have to really do much of the negotiations because, um, you know, another team will make your player a great offer and then you can just match that deal if you, if you really want to retain your player. So, uh, and then on the flip side, you negotiate with free agents potentially and then all the information, you know, all the other offers that are made to potential free agents end up going to the CFL and the CFLPA. So everybody has a copy of the deal. So everybody knows exactly what everybody's going for uh, potentially before free agency starts. So you have an idea of what everybody else is doing and what the market's bearing instead of, you know, having to figure that out on your own and having to figure out what exactly it's going to cost to get uh, a star receiver or a star Canadian offensive lineman or a star defensive end or whatever. So, um, Everything is very, very transparent, and you know I, I'm guessing there's going to be a lot less uh, bluffing your way through because you won't be able to bluff because everybody knows what the contracts and and the terms are. Um, so uh, that was an interesting that was an interesting point somebody brought up to me. And look, does this does this benefit the players fully? I don't know if it fully benefits the players as much as they think it does. Uh, does it benefit the teams fully? I don't think. I think that this is probably good and bad. There's good and bad for both sides here, and we're only really gonna figure out what this looks like once we get to the start of February. That's when we're gonna be able to figure it out. Let's go through the exercise once because we can all sit there and say, "Oh, I think it's gonna go like this." If you can negotiate with players eight days before free agency, I think uh, the players come out on the winning end of that, or the owners are gonna come out of the winning end of that, or not the owners, but the teams come out on the winning end of that. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know who is gonna come out, you know, with the slam dunk victory of anybody. Just because, again, players can shop themselves around eight days before, which is great for the players. It's fantastic. They can shop their best offer around. They can talk to other teams. They can get offers from anybody they want. They can take the offer that their team makes, and they can shop it around openly uh, before the start of free agency, before dollars are actually spent. So the cap space technically is still there. So from that perspective, for the players, it's great. But then on the flip side... These teams making these offers can 
pull these offers a day before free agency. So you can negotiate till your heart's content. But then on the 10th of February, if the team that made you the best offer, you know, pulls out, then what are you what are you left with? That that's the thing that's interesting to me is, you know, if these guys can pull out at any time, you know, if things happen, a trade pops up or another free agent is willing to come, I mean, where where does that leave you? Because yeah, sure, there's there's stars and very good players that are going to hit the market, but there's a lot of important players that you know fall on the back burner uh, because you know they're not stars. You know, they're critical parts of teams, but they're not necessarily stars. So if you're one of those guys, which most most players are, you know, they're not necessarily a ton of superstars, then. If a t- if the team that made you the best offer, or you know the city that made you the best offer, and you're planning on going there, if they decide to pull the offer, then you're you're kind of back to square one, and you really only have one day before free agency to to figure things out. When potentially everyone else or a lot of other players already have these agreements uh, with other teams that might not pull their offer, so I think it's a really delicate, really tricky uh, situation that uh, the the players think is, is a home run win that I'm not convinced is as much of a home run as, as they might think. I think it's good. I think it's good, but I'm not sure it's as much of a home run as uh, some of them might think. So uh, again, to recap, eight days before free agency, uh, free agent-to-be and his agent can take whatever offer his team, his current team has made him, he can chop it around, talk to other teams, and basically he can get the best offer that he can from anybody else. But all of these offers, all of these contract offers go to the CFL, the CFLPA. So everybody around the league knows exactly what was offered, what the terms are, what how the money's distributed. Like everything is is wide open. But a day before free agency begins, a team can pull their offer to a potential free agent target. It's 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 definitely something that I don't think we've seen before. Uh, I can't recall seeing this across any league, uh, but the CFL isn't just any league, right? It's 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 a small window for players to make their money, and it's very hard for me not to side with players. Listen, I know owners aren't making millions. Most owners anyway aren't making millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. There are some that make a couple million, a few million. But most teams are, you know, are pretty uh, strapped for cash. But at the same time, there's no owner in the league that's counting on, you know, the the CFL team to put bread on their table either. So, I mean, the players, the the players are the ones that play. Uh, they make, you know, they put their bodies on the line for, in most cases, not very much money. And so, it's very hard for me not to side with the players. I hope this is a home run for the players. I hope this goes. You know, come February, I hope this goes exactly the way they they think it's going to go because I'd like the players to, again, make as much money as they can. But I don't know. Listen, I don't think every team is going to pull every contract from every player that they make. I don't think that's going to happen. I think you're going to see players benefit from this. But I think there's a good chunk of players that are also going to be left on the back burner and that might have contracts pulled from them because they're bigger. There's always a bigger name. And if that bigger name is willing to come to your team, well, then you you know you have to make the numbers work. So, 
very curious to see how this is all going to play out uh, come February. It's a True North Football Podcast with Joey Alfieri. You can find me on Twitter at Joey Alfieri. You can find me on Instagram at Joey underscore Alfieri. And you can also find me uh, and my page on Facebook, Joey Alfieri uh, MTL. Got a lot of people uh, reaching out to me, uh, asking you know questions, just want to talk CFL. And I'm always, always down uh, to talk CFL. And so if you do want to do that, uh, you have an opportunity to message me. Message me anywhere, and uh, we'll have uh, we'll have a good time talking CFL. The other thing I wanted to get to, and if you have any questions, if I wasn't clear in my explanation of this new free agent process, uh, you can just let me know as well. But I think it's pretty straightforward uh, with the way I explained it. Um, the other thing that I wanted to discuss was, um, was I mentioned before, I was in Calgary for Grey Cup. I was there Wednesday through Monday. Uh, so had an opportunity to talk to some different people. I didn't go to the State of the League address, uh, but I was able to. I ended up watching it uh, later on that day. I think that was on the Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. It was on a Saturday morning uh, with Randy Ambrosi, and the media was able to ask questions. And um, I forget who mentioned, which reporter mentioned the NFL window and what was supposed to happen with the NFL window. And... Got to talking to a couple of different sources around the league. And from my understanding, uh, again, from a player perspective, I can understand why they've been frustrated throughout this whole process. Because on, on State of the League Day, Randy Ambrosi said that, you know, it wasn't time to focus on the NFL window during Grey Cup week, but it was going to be on the front burner as of the Monday after Grey Cup. And we still haven't heard anything. We still haven't heard what's got. We're, we're a couple weeks removed from that now, and we still haven't heard. You know which players can go to the NFL under the new CBA rules. Uh, which players can stay? And from what I'm told, it sounds like the CFL is trying to make this as gray and as murky as possible because they don't want to lose talent to the NFL. They don't want to lose their stars. They don't want to continue to lose a Duke Williams. Uh, to the NFL or, you know, any other player that's gone to the league. So the thing is, though, is, again, these players have such short windows to make money that, yes, I'd love to keep the stars in the league as long as possible. And, yes, they do sign contracts to stay in the league when it's convenient for them or it benefits them. But they have an opportunity. If they have an opportunity to to make Money and it's significant. Like in some cases, you know, the first contract isn't life. Well, no, it is life changing money, but it's not money you can, you know, retire on. But if you have an opportunity to go, you know, and make yourself four hundred fifty, five hundred thousand, being on an active roster in the NFL, you know, if you can go to that instead of making, you know, in some cases it's like sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars. Like take. Will Standback, for example, like Will Standback signed a rookie contract last, but before the start of uh, the 2018 season, and he's an American running back. Like, what what do we think American running backs are are bringing in? It's got to be somewhere close to the minimum, right? Just because of the running back market, and you know how many how many talented backs there are uh, that are you know available to to come to the CFL, and. You know, he tore it up this year, and now he's a free agent, so he's got NFL workouts scheduled and all that stuff. But, you know, in Stanback's case, I mean, you have an opportunity to go from making, I don't know, 60K, 70K, whatever it is, to, 
you know, sticking potentially with an NFL franchise. I mean, that's 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 life changing. So uh, in Stanback's case, it's a little bit different because he's scheduled to become a free agent in February. So uh, he's he's allowed technically to, to leave. But my understanding is this. The players and owners, when it came time to hammering out the CBA, they felt like the best thing to do last summer was to keep the NFL window rules the same. Right? So basically, if you're entering your option year or if you're a free agent, you have an opportunity in 2019 or early 2020 to bounce if you can get an NFL opportunity. Now, the thing is, and again, I haven't necessarily seen this reported anywhere. Uh, it's my understanding that as of next offseason, anybody can go no matter how much term is left on your contract. You can go to the NFL from the CFL if there is NFL interest. And yeah, that's that's challenging uh, from a league perspective because you'll have players. I mean, basically, it doesn't cost NFL teams anything uh, to work players out or to bring him in for the most part to bring him in for camp. I mean if there's if there's no real guaranteed money attached to these deals then I mean it really doesn't there's there's honestly no risk uh for the NFL in this case, right? Uh for the CFL it's very different because the NFL season starts in in September the regular season does, which means, you know, training camp gets going in in August and there's OTAs and all that stuff. So an NFL team that has absolutely no intention of keeping a potential CFL player uh, can keep them until September. And at that point, I mean, it's Labor Day. You've already reached, you know, you've passed the midway point of the season for the CFL. So that's half a season where CFL is missing out on, you know, however many of their stars go to the NFL. And uh, listen, this is what I'm told that the the parties agreed to back in, you know, back when the CBA was was being hammered out. And that's coming as soon as next season. So things are going to change in a hurry. You're going from option years to, you know, expiring contracts all the way to, you know, anybody can go at any time. So if your star player signs a three-year deal in the CFL, I mean, he can, he can leave if there's NFL interest. And then, you know, the team that has him, you know, under contract in the CFL would retain his rights from, from what I've, you know, been able to figure out. But, that's a, I mean, that's that's tough. But on the flip side, I, I know if you're a fan, you're buying jerseys, you're buying merchandise, you're following your team, you know, you're a diehard. It's it's tough to just see, you know, that your guy can go pick up and leave whenever. But I mean, you have to put it in perspective from the player's point of view is that, you know, these careers don't last long. And if these guys can make money, you know, via the CFL and then via the NFL, I think you have to allow them to do it. And I know it's probably not what the fans want to hear, but I feel like that's what that's what needs to be done. And it sounds like as soon as next season, uh, it sounds like that's what's going to happen. Now, uh, what's going on here this year? Again, the CFL not letting uh, players under contracts or players with option years on their contract try out to the NFL. That's that's a little shady to me. That's um, I don't know. That's kind of a that's kind of a cheap move because at at, at some point you know that. If a player who's on the option year of his contract, you know, has NFL interest, that NFL team is not going to wait around forever. So if the league doesn't do something quickly here, I mean, the NFL is just going to move on to somebody else, right? Like if 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 
Trey Rutherford, who's entering the option year of his contract with Montreal, isn't allowed to go and work out with an NFL team that's interested, at a certain point, the NFL team interested is just going to move on to somebody else, right? Like they're, they're stars in the CFL, but it doesn't mean that, you know, the NFL views them that way and because they don't end up going to the NFL and becoming stars for the most part. So uh, very unclear, uh, very disappointed that, you know, the PA and the CFL haven't necessarily figured out a way to to make this happen and to make this work so that, you know, some of these guys get an opportunity, a real crack uh, at an NFL workout or even a futures contract. Um, but that's that's where we're at with those two issues, with free agency and with the NFL. It's a True North Football podcast. Joey Alfieri wrapping up episode six. Thanks to everybody who's uh, tuned in. Uh, please, just a reminder, you can subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you can uh, download the, pos- the podcast on uh, Apple Podcast, on Spotify, on Google Play. Uh, please leave a positive rating. Leave a comment if you're a fan uh, of the podcast as well. And just a reminder, my DMs are open on Twitter. If anybody wants to talk CFL, I'm open to it. You can find me on Twitter at Joey Alfieri. I mentioned also on Instagram at Joey underscore Alfieri. And also on the Facebook, the Facebook uh, at Joey Alfieri mtl you can like that page there uh, have a good one everybody uh, we'll be back we'll be talking you know we'll be doing different interviews throughout the off season we'll be bringing up you know different things that i hear i'm always uh talking to people uh, around the league uh influencers around the league who uh you know we discuss they give information i give information and whatever information i can get uh we will you know we will discuss it on this podcast so uh i'm in it for you i want to get you up to date on everything that's going on want to uncover some stuff that hasn't been reported and i feel like that's what we kind of did here today Uh, so again please subscribe to the podcast leave a positive rating and leave a comment as well have a great week everybody and we'll be back next week